Welcome to the Woman-Centered Health Podcast. I am Dr. Nicole Lowe, and with me is Dr. Stephanie Edmonds. We are both PhD-prepared nurses and the founders of Woman-Centered Health. Join us as we talk with health professionals and researchers who can help you improve your communication with patients about sexual and reproductive health. Please visit our website to learn more and connect with us on social media by going to www.womancenteredhealth.com. everybody and welcome to the Woman-Centered Health Podcast. Today we are speaking with Dr. Lisa Ollier, a maternal fetal medicine doctor about a new book that the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or more commonly known as ACOG, is publishing called Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month to Month. We felt that this book would be another great tool for clinicians who see pregnant people. But before we talk about this new book, let's get to know Dr. Ollier. Hi, Dr. Ollier. Uh, I love saying your name. It's so fun. <laughs> I took I took like, you know, seven years of French, but I probably don't know any of it anymore. <laughs> but we just want to thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. So could you first provide a little bit of details about your background? Stephanie, I am so excited to be here today. I'm really glad that you uh, have given me the chance to do this. I am a maternal fetal medicine specialist, and I did my training, my medical school training at Tulane University and my residency at Baylor University Medical Center in Dallas and my maternal fetal medicine or high-risk pregnancy fellowship at Parkland in Dallas. I'm currently a professor at Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, and I am the chief medical officer for Texas Children's Health Plan. Awesome. And go green wave. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So the other question we like to ask all of our guests is what informs your perspective? So in other words, why do you do what you do? And what is most valuable to you? My why is about improving outcomes, health outcomes for women. I love taking care of women. I love being a part of their lives. I had a pretty sick patient when I was relatively early in my training and her experience really had a profound impact on me. So I've really spent my career trying to improve pregnancy outcomes for the women that I care for. And I feel so grateful to to have that opportunity. I absolutely, absolutely love what I do and have had the opportunity to do some really wonderful things to start a care practice called the Centers for Children and Women and really had a wonderful experience doing that, really focusing on patient-centered care and being able to give women the kind of attention that I truly believe that they deserve. It has just been a, a wonderful experience and I feel incredibly grateful to have had these opportunities and to have had the opportunities that I've also had with ACOG. 
Never get tired of hearing answers to that question. It's always one of my favorite questions we ask. Okay, so like we said, today we're going to talk about the new ACOG book, so let's jump right in. But before we jump, I guess, right into the book, let's step back and talk a little bit about ACOG. So can you start out by sharing with us a little bit more about what is ACOG and what do they do? ACOG really is the premier professional membership organization for obstetrician gynecologists. We have more than 60,000 members, and those members span the entire career life cycle, if you will, from medical students to physicians who have retired from their practice. ACOG's activities or the college's activities include producing practice guidelines for providers and educational materials for patients, providing practice management and career support for our members, facilitating programs and initiatives that are aimed at improving women's health, and advocating on behalf of our members and our patients. You're eligible to apply for ACOG fellowship after becoming a board-certified obstetrician-gynecologist. And in non-COVID times, we have a very nice induction ceremony for our new fellows. I want you to know that ACOG offers a variety of membership categories. So medical students, practicing physicians in other specialties, for example, and other medical professionals like nurse practitioners and certified nurse midwives can also be members of ACOG. Can you tell us about your involvement with ACOG through your experience with them? I have had such a wonderful opportunity to work with ACOG throughout my entire professional career. I got involved early and I started doing a lot of advocacy work and I just kept showing up and volunteering to do more for ACOG and ultimately got into positions of leadership. I had the privilege of being the 69th president of ACOG. During my term as president, I also had the opportunity to step in as the interim CEO for the organization. And that was just a tremendous experience and opportunity and was able to recruit the current CEO for ACOG. It's been a lifelong dream to be part of this organization and truly contribute to ACOG's mission to advance women's health care. So just a little involved with ACOG. (laughs) (laughs) Just just a little bit, like 25 years worth of just a little. (laughs) And I will say I kind of have like a little starstruck moment just that you're, you know, because I am not a member of ACOG, but I you know, use ACOG resources almost every day, even if, even when I'm not in clinical practice anymore, just looking at the latest guidelines and statements and opinions and ACOG puts out really important, important stuff for OB-GYN care. I'm glad you think so. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into the book then a little bit. So can you tell us what motivated you all at ACOG to write this book? ACOG and our members are absolutely dedicated to the advancement of women's health care. And ACOG has been providing 
a very informative pregnancy book for the public for many years because we believe in the power of education. I think now more than ever, we've seen how misinformation or disinformation, inaccurate information can rapidly circulate. And it's incredibly important for us as an organization to be out there, to be providing the best available information for pregnant people. It's incredibly important for us. As an organization, we are absolutely dedicated to patient-centered care and patient-centered communication. And that patient-centered care is enhanced when people are provided supportive resources such as education. So this, this book is an amazing opportunity for ACOG, a trusted resource to be with a pregnant person all the time, to be there whenever they need them, to ask a question, to get a better understanding of a topic so that they can have a really meaningful conversation with with their physician. This new edition was truly inspired by the ongoing need for information. There are so many new tests, new procedures, new concepts that are really important for pregnant people to understand. So it was absolutely vital that we update this book and update um, update the information that we're providing. This edition of the book provides even more opportunities to help bridge communication between the physician or other OB provider and the patient. There are so many different parts of the book that really provide these bridges. Well, when you start talking about patient-centered care and patient-centered communication, you're certainly speaking our love language. So happy to hear that. So I think you may have touched on this a little bit, but what is the goal of this book in particular? At ACOG, we recognize that pregnancy is a life-changing experience, and we want to be sure that pregnant people have the best information right from the start. So for more than 60 years, we've been writing medical guidelines that OBGYNs and other medical professionals use when providing clinical care, and this book allows us to share all of those best practices with pregnant folks too. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit more about what was involved in developing this book? Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month to Month was developed by a panel of experts working with our staff at the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. The members of the editorial task force for this book included ACOG members whose focus is exclusively on pregnancy care, including both low-risk and high-risk pregnancies. We also had key ACOG staff members who were contributing to this editorial task force. And combined, the task force members have decades of experience in obstetrics. So when we're writing the frequently asked questions section of this book, for example, you have clinicians who have been in practice for 25 years and they've had questions asked of them, you know, for so long, they really have a wonderful sense of the information that people want to know. And uh, 
I think the way the book is written, it is an absolutely super, this team has put together a super response to the need for information that our, our patients have. How do you envision clinicians and pregnant folks using this book? As a clinician, I am really excited about this book. I feel like this is a great book to recommend to patients. Importantly, this book really does offer the latest medical guidelines and having this knowledge really empowers our patients for shared decision-making. And the conversation between the doctor and the patient is absolutely critical. Patient-centered care recognizes that each person brings unique knowledge regarding themselves and their body to pregnancy, labor, birth, to mothering. Shared decision-making is the process by which our patient and her care team interact as partners, partners to make decisions that are fully informed based on the best available evidence that are consistent with personal values and mutually acted upon. This is such a key piece. And as I talk about patient-centered care, it's fundamental that we have the best available evidence. So our pregnant folks can, can read this, can develop an understanding to have that information to come into the provider office and have a, a stronger discussion. As a doctor, I know that I can trust the information in this book. I know that the information that is contained here is supported by medical research and years and years of experience in women's health care. It's for me, when I look at this book, I think it is an amazing opportunity to put the doctor and the patient on the same page. There are so many incredible sections of this book that I think really help facilitate communication between the doctor and the patient or the provider and the patient. Within each chapter, there are a series of, of questions that can be answered ahead of time that the patient then brings into the visit with the OBGYN. And I think that's incredibly helpful. As a clinician, it really is my responsibility to listen, to listen to, to what my patient is saying and, and not with the goal of responding, right? But listen to my patient with the goal of understanding, to have me ask additional questions you know, what is your understanding? How can I help today? What issues do you have that I can address today? What concerns do you have that I can answer? What questions do you have? What else? What else? What else? And really be there to help build that relationship, to help build that safe space where the doctor and the patient, the provider and the patient really are in a a trusting relationship where people feel comfortable being able to ask questions and to get those questions answered. And I think 
you know, I think it's, it's really important. And I think this book does really help us as, you know, on the clinical side, really listen to what our patients are saying so that we can really get to the to the root of something that might be bothering one of our patients. I, I found in clinical practice that very often the most important question is the last one that my patient asks because it's the hardest one to ask. It's the one they're most afraid to talk about. So I think that this this book provides tools that really help create that safe space between the the clinician and the patient. For example, if we look at some of the different chapters, there are when to call your OB/GYN is included in a lot of the month to month sections. So it gives you great suggestions about when to call. If you have questions about these, I mean, this, it, this would be perfect. I'd love it if a patient brought this book in and said, you know, Hey, Dr. H, I have a question. You know, it says I should call you for this. What do you think about that? Or what things do you want me to call you for? I was worried about the heartburn that I had the other night and I didn't call. And, you know, is that something I really should have called the books? The book suggests that maybe I should call. The book also has really great forms in the very back that give patients an opportunity to sort of look at the types of questions or even complete fill these out before coming to the visit and then give you the opportunity to talk with your clinician about them. So as I mentioned, this book was really was recently updated to include the newest evidence-based information and guidelines from ACOG. And two parts of it that I really love are the My Postpartum Care Checklist that really gives our pregnant folks an opportunity to assess their own needs and not just the needs of their brand new baby. Also, there's some wonderful, um, a wonderful page on my postpartum care team chart. Again, this is another great opportunity for our patients to review the information, to talk to their OB-GYN about what this looks like and how they can best be empowered to bring up questions, to have some of their questions addressed, to have their needs met, and to feel comfortable being able to say, for example, postpartum care. I'm not just by myself. I need a whole team, right? You've had a team during the pregnancy. You need a team postpartum too. And I think that the ACOG guidelines, the new information we're putting out about the importance of that postpartum time period the information that's here in this book really facilitates that discussion between the patient and the provider. There are so many, so many great sections. And I, I have to say, I it's it's interesting, right, to be an OB-GYN and to be a woman because we've experienced both, right? Well, I've experienced both. I've, I've been the patient, right? I've been the mom in labor and delivery. I've been the mom who got sent home from labor and delivery at term because I wasn't in labor. And I am the OB-GYN. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, I really enjoyed reading this book myself. The, the photos, the drawings are great. And as you're reading the language that's, that's used, the way this is crafted really allows you to visualize what's happening to your baby, what's happening to your body. And I think this book 
works really well if you're pregnant already, but I think it also works incredibly well even if you're just thinking about becoming pregnant. So this book really provides something for everyone, I think. This isn't on our script, but so <laughs> you might not know the answer to this and that's okay, but I wanted to ask anyway. So one of my big interest areas and one of the things that really got me interested was at Tulane, uh, where we both went, but was this issue of health literacy and making things readable to sort of the average person that's not a clinician. So can you talk at all about what you all went through when you were writing the book? So how did you sort of write to the patient? I don't know the specific process that the team used, but I I know they spent a lot of time ensuring that the language in here was absolutely very very, very readable and relatable. They've also done a really wonderful job of pulling together a glossary, if you will, a section of terms you should know that really help provide background information on some of the terms that are used in the chapters that might not be as easily understood or as common and the, the terms, I think, do a really great job providing, again, easy to read and easy to understand definitions. I think, too, that the book really hits that right space of not talking down to people and really is written in a language that I would use talking to my patients every single day. It really feels very much like exactly what I would say to you if I was answering a question. Awesome. Yeah. Because I think that's always an issue, right? Even for clinicians, but if you're not an OB-GYN. <laughs> so you could be a otolaryngologist, but you have no idea like how to read research on people's uteruses or <laughs> that type of thing. That's exactly right. And I, I think that's why I think this really does hit that sort of right spot of being able to explain things in a very comfortable, readable way. And it's the language is written in such a way that it feels much more like a conversation rather than reading some type of textbook or reference book. It's much more like having a conversation with uh, a doctor that you know well. And I will say, speaking of sections, so not only is this about pregnancy, but you also have quite a decent section on pregnancy loss and what that looks like next or trying for the next one. I unfortunately recently joined the Recurrent Miscarriage Club. And so I was thumbing through the book before we started recording. And I was like, oh, look at that. And I was interested to see that you had a question that said, when should you start trying next? Because... Uh, I, I'm in a very rural area with some practitioners who, let's just say, I, I maybe challenge, they say sometimes. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, what's it, what's their answer? And I wish, I wish I was told this answer rather than what I was told and then had to challenge. But anyway, so I appreciate the, the discussion of like the stages of grief and that y'all have in there. And I will say, as I was reading it, it did feel more like, a conversation or like I could envision myself as, as like a 
a clinician telling me these things rather than it being very textbooky. So I I do appreciate that included that section being included. I think it was really important. I'm I'm someone who also had a pregnancy loss. I had a pregnancy loss before I became pregnant with my son and it's hard even when you know all the clinical parts of it too and I I again experienced it as a woman and as a physician. And I am really proud of ACOG including this information because it is absolutely vital. And I think, you know, we are starting to talk about pregnancy loss more. And I'm really glad about that because it is, it's really important. And I think this book really does again, help facilitate that conversation. Thanks to you both for being vulnerable there and sharing that. What are some tips that you have for our listeners on how to communicate with patients either about this book or seeking information about pregnancy and postpartum health? I think the the most important thing that we can do as providers, and, and I think I already mentioned this, but it, it merits saying a hundred times over, we need to listen and we need to have a very patient-centered approach. We need to create that safe space for women, that that safe space that you and I are in right now, that we're in right now, where we can say things that are hard to talk about to each other. And as a clinician, I need to be able to create that safe space for my patients. I need to be able to really give them the opportunity to feel comfortable and ask questions to know that they are heard and supported and that I have the same goals that they do, right? I I want my patient to have a wonderful, safe birth experience and have a healthy baby. And I want to be sure the environment that's created is supportive of that, that it's that it's absolutely clear that we that we share these goals. So this book for me is an incredible opportunity really to help facilitate those discussions. And, and I think it comes through in so many different ways with all of the evidence-based information that's in here that helps a woman feel stronger, that more prepared, more I don't know, ready to have this conversation in the office, more prepared to ask questions, to be able to make their own decisions, to practice that shared decision-making as they're talking through potential options in their care. And I think the education, the evidence-based, the comfortable way that the facts are provided really helps with the foundation that we need for effective patient-centered communication. So we had the founder of a website on our podcast. Um, The website is called Evidence-Based Birth. I don't know if you're familiar with it. She is a a nurse scientist who kind of had a uh, difficult birthing experience. And I think her research was in like heart failure and depression, like nothing related to pregnancy, but then used her knowledge of how to read research and made this website to bring evidence to the patients who need it. And that's kind of like 
almost what you're doing with this book as well. And I kind of want to ask you almost the same question that we've asked her, but and kind of like what Nicole said in her situation. So let's say a patient has this book and they their physician maybe says something different than what's in the book. Do you have any tips for the provider on how to sort of take that in? Like when the patient says, well, according to this book, ACOG says this. So do you have any tips for how a provider can kind of communicate when they're learning something new or being challenged even? <laughs> Yeah, that can be an awkward situation, right? I hope that what we would do is simply say, thank you. Let me look into that. Let me, you know, check on ACOG's most recent guidance on whatever the topic is, right? Is it on vaginal birth after cesarean delivery? Is it an, an update on nutrition and pregnancy? I think we're all human. We all do our best to keep up to make sure that we're reading and incorporating the latest updates into our clinical practice. And if maybe we haven't done that yet, I, I hope that as a provider, we would be able to say, Thank you so much. I'm glad you brought this to my attention. Let's talk about it so that we can make sure that we're on the same page, that we're looking at the same information. And and maybe it means you have to go out and go to the website, www.acog.org and and pull down the the latest um, clinical guidance. Maybe that was an update that was done very recently. I mean, we've got we've got great stuff on COVID in this book. We were able to get in a lot of really recent updates, evidence-based updates into this book. And I hope that it does provide that opportunity, right, for a discussion, a real discussion between the doctor and the patient. I just have this stupid grin on my face because the whole time you were talking, I was like replaying <laughs> what Stephanie is talking about and what happened in my situation. And probably someday we could probably make an entire podcast about Nicole's miscarriage, miscommunication situation <laughs> <laughs> when I'm less triggered because... I just was thinking about my situation the whole time you're talking, kind of giggling to myself. So anyways. But yeah, that I mean, I think that happens to everyone. Yeah. I'm sure Dr. H, you even have had that is- issue as well as a patient, like where, you know, you're an expert in in a field and then maybe you're hearing something different from somebody else. Um, and then you kind of feel like, Oh, I don't know if I want to challenge them, but (laughs) I'm not sure I agree. And so, and then even when you know that maybe they are, I don't know what the word is like behind on the evidence, like people still feel a little intimidated, right. To bring it up like the patient. So, I mean, I know I felt that way too. So if, if we're feeling intimidated and we know our stuff, so to speak, I'd imagine that patients generally who are not clinicians are very intimidated to do that as well. But I always like to sort of put that back on because our listeners are mostly clinicians. I like to put that back on them. Like, hey, if a patient challenges you, 
don't get offended. Right. We're only human. Right. Right. (laughs) You can only know so much. And like you said, things change so rapidly, especially in healthcare. And I will forever cherish what Stormo Brink said is the gift of a difficult conversation. So there's always that putting that it's a gift within this. Okay. So getting us back on track here. I'm sorry. I keep derailing us. I, I will. No, I that. think I'm doing. You it did it. I know. And then I pull us further back, and then we'll. We're good at that. We are really good at that. That's why we. That's why we schedule an hour and a half. <laughs> and why we have a podcast and not a blog. <laughs> um. Okay, so how does this book compare or contrast with the popular pregnancy book? What to expect when you're expecting. Well, I think the biggest difference is the authors, right? That this book is written by the organization that writes the guidelines that obstetric providers follow when taking care of pregnant folks. So as a pregnant person, you're not going to, hopefully, (laughs) you're not going to read one thing here and hear something completely different from your doctor or midwife. Now, we've just talked about what to do when that is the case, but I think for the most part, The fact that this book is really based on the strong evidence and the strong science, the medical information that the providers are getting from ACOG is really important to help, again, help the doctor and the patient really be on the same page. I think it really facilitates that alignment. Yeah, thank you. I actually have never read what to expect when you're expecting. So I don't know if that it I feel like that's such a 90s thing. So maybe people don't read it anymore. I actually got a copy of it with and maybe this is a military thing. But when I was pregnant, my first pregnancy uh, with my daughter, I got it as like a new patient, you know, new mom, whatever. So I did get a copy of it. Yeah, I I read it when I was pregnant. And yes, that was in the 90s. (laughs) But yeah, sure. I I read it. Well, I'm just going to say I like our book a lot. And I think it's a great resource. Well, awesome. So let's get to like how to get this book then. For our listeners, how can they access the this book and how much does it cost? Okay, the book is really easy to find. It is available on the ACOG website, which again, www.acog.org. It's available through the bookstore in paperback. A single copy is $19.95, but bulk pricing is available. So if you have a big practice or you're a hospital system and you want to buy a bunch of these books, the pricing will be different based on that, that bulk volume. The book's also available on Amazon for the same price. And on Amazon, you can get a Kindle ebook version for $15.95. I was thinking about this before we started recording is, you know, I think of a lot of women will just Google stuff. I Google stuff too, Mm -hmm. but how is this book have like an app or a web based, or is there a way for folks to access this in, in a mobile setting? This book isn't web-based and doesn't have an app, but I will tell you that ACOG has really done a lot of work on our patient-facing or our public-facing website so that we really have 
the latest information on pregnancy, labor, delivery, and postpartum care available on the web so that you can pick it up from your phone. It's again, www.acog.org forward slash my pregnancy. So we do have a lot of readily available information on the web uh, that is pretty easy to access. Not an app yet, but gosh, doesn't that sound like fun? Um, <laughs> I, I can see us perhaps uh, developing that in, in the future. We do have some apps, but right now, the few that we have aren't super intricate, but they are provider facing and I have them on my phone. Yes, I use the the due date calculator yes. in the ACOG app all the time because it does the wonderful backwards. If I'm this many weeks, I'm due then, or you know, yes. like if people I know are pregnant, I'll be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect, right? I mean, it's, it's it's simple, straightforward, but but it works. I, I I can't leave this topic without coming back to the googling it. I think it's really important, and and I have always, always reminded my patients that anybody can put anything on Google. It doesn't mean it's right, and it doesn't mean that if they say they're a doctor, that it's necessarily scientifically accurate information that they can trust. So, you know, I always, I have always encouraged my patients really to look at reliable resources, and I think this book is one of those. I think our ACOG website, as I said, with all the improvements that we've done on the public facing pages is is definitely another resource that you can count on in this world where misinformation is readily disseminated. Yeah, thank you for saying that. I think that is really important, especially in this time of COVID. I think that a lot of us have already known this, but you see it so much more now with COVID. So even um, somebody may be a physician or a scientist. And they might say something that's not in line with all the other scientists or physicians. So you can't just trust an individual even. You have to kind of go to that the trusted entity like ACOG. So Dr. Olier, what is the one thing you would want all clinicians to know about this book? I think that it is really well written. I think that their patients are going to love this and I would strongly recommend it. I do want to share something about this book that I learned just this morning. This edition of Your Pregnancy and Childbirth Month to Month has been recognized with an honorable mention in the health category of the Eric Hoffer Book Awards. These awards were established in the memory of the American philosopher Eric Hoffer, and they honor independently published books of exceptional merit. So we are so incredibly delighted to receive this recognition. And again, I learned about this just this morning. Awesome. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. And we're the first to hear it. Yes, we are. <laughs> it's really pretty exciting. And, you know, the, the team really, really worked incredibly hard to bring this this book and all of these amazing revisions to press. And I'm, I am really proud of all of the work that they put into this. Are there any other resources you would like to share with our listeners? Um, you mentioned, obviously, the ACOG website. Do you find anything else is really helpful for clinicians? 
I think I really do like our website. And again, with all of the changes that have been made to the website, it has been completely redone since I was in the office. And it really looks terrific. It's a lot more usable. The search functionality works great. And the information that's contained there is absolutely super. So if you go to the website, you can select the four patients tab, for example, and there is a ton of the latest information about women's health. And it's not just about pregnancy, right? It's about all of the topics in women's health. And I'm really excited excited to say that I had an opportunity to review some of the information on COVID-19 and pregnancy and breastfeeding. And the resources that are available there are really incredibly, incredibly well done, and they are kept really up to date. So I think it's a a very valuable resource, especially right now when information is really changing so rapidly. So Dr. Olier, I would personally like to thank you so much for your time and commitment to advancing sexual and reproductive health care through communication. Do you have any last thoughts before we end today? I want to tell you both just how incredibly grateful I am to have had the opportunity to sit down with you tonight and to talk about patient-centered communication. I think you all are doing a wonderful service for clinicians and for pregnant people. And I'm just, I am so excited to be here with you all. Well, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much, Dr. Olier. And as always, we hope that you enjoyed another episode of the Woman-Centered Health Podcast. We are always looking for new supporters, sponsors, and guests. So if you'd like to be on our show or know someone who you think would be perfect, let us know. You can find more information on how to support us and contact us on our website at www.womancenteredhealth.com. 